Welcome to Loaded Sport. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Loaded Sport, previewing this weekend's action. And we've got plenty of football to be looking towards, as well as the NFL, looking towards week 12 of the NFL season. Joining me to go through it, we welcome back Skin, Kemp and Sam. Good afternoon, lads. Hello. How are we all? Hey, pal. Man with the mic, you little bowl of strawberries, you. I want to put my cream on you. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Comes up with something different every time. Skin, you sound dreadful, mate. You all right? No, mate. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a bit poorly. I'm very tired, but I'll, uh, I'll spend the next hour ripping you, and I'm sure I'll feel better. Well, that's what they're through. That's what they all do. A uh, lot of football Power and NFL. Three for the people. We've got stuff to talk about. We've got Aww. fucking weekend of World Cup action coming up in week two of the NFL. So let's go. Let's get on with it. Absolutely. Before we do start talking about England, I want to start by talking about the latest in the Cristiano Ronaldo Manchester United saga. I've been looking forward to hearing Sam's opinion on this because whilst he's been away, a lot has been going on. We've now got a great opportunity. So, Sam, I'm going to kick things off with you. Tell us your thoughts on the Cristiano Ronaldo situation and just how it's starting to conclude. Well, I know you've already covered it, so I'm not going to go too much into the interview. Just on the, was the release part two, afterwards. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a shit show what he's done. Really, it is. I think Dawson said it. It's pretty cowardly to do it. That you know, just as his on way out. To, you know, shit bag timing. Pure, pure shit bag timing. Um, however, I think I was going to say this before. I wish I'd have got this in, you know, before yesterday because I'd have looked like a genius. But I was going to say United are going to massively prosper. From, pro, can't get my words out. United are going to prosper from this because he's shed so much light on it. I know it's already been shed in the past, but it's the first time a you know a current player has come out and really hammered the facilities, the infrastructure of the club, everything. And uh, yeah, lo and behold, within a couple of hours after he'd been terminated his contract. It comes out that Glazers are going to sell, so or, or potentially looking at options to sell. So, yeah, it's uh, I think it's uh, brilliant for United. I was going to say, it's got to be a, a win for the fans more than anything, hasn't it? They've lost Cristiano Ronaldo, who, to be fair, wasn't fitting their style of play anyway, and, and some was considering toxic within the dressing room, and they're getting rid of, potentially getting rid of the Glazers. Yeah. I'm going to say, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a two for one, isn't it? They're getting, like you say, they're getting rid of someone who didn't want to be there. But Glazers have been the one constant over the last few seasons that the fans have just been completely against. So, if it, if it's took him to stand up against them for them to go, it's it's you know, yeah, I think United fans will take that every day a week. Absolutely. And where does Ronaldo go from here? Now he's kind of given that sort of toxic atmosphere. People predicting that maybe somewhere in the Premier League he wants to play Champions League football. Is there really going to be a team that's going to turn around and say, yeah, let, let's take a, a punt on Ronaldo? Well, who's going to want him, like, realistically? He's, he's, he sounds like an owner's headache. He's, he's come out quite blasé and just crucified the entire structure of the club. If I'm a chairman, sat looking at that, I'm thinking, fucking hell, I don't, you know, you know, I don't want him at my club, airing out my dirty laundry on what's wrong. So... I don't think there's going to be a long list for him. Uh, whether or not he's going to have to settle, I, know, I think there were reports that he got what 350 million offer for uh, Saudi Arabian in the summer, just gone, and he turned it down because he wanted more, a more competitive offer. But I just don't think he's not going to get Champions League football. I really can't see any club. There's uh, realistically probably Bayern and Chelsea only clubs that could. If not, he's just going to have to go to America. But I don't think there'll be a great long list for him. 
think it depends on his stance and if it's changed or not. Because his big gripe in the summer, and I mentioned this to Dawson in, in the conversation that we initially had about Ronaldo, is, you know, my argument was, you know, he wanted to leave in the summer, which he absolutely did. And the reason that he wanted to leave or the reason that he gave, you know, the media and everybody else that he wanted to leave is because of the lack of Champions League football. So if that stance has not changed, then he's going to have to take a pay cut because any sort of side in the Champions League or any, what you'd say, and I think I've mentioned it before, those, you know, clubs in countries that, where the football, the standard's not quite as good, like, you know, a Turkey or something like that, but they still do have clubs in the Champions League that is something that Ronaldo could look at if he is really insistent on playing in the Champions League. But if that stance has changed and if it has softened a little bit in terms of the legacy side of things and it's more about the commercial opportunities for him, I agree. I think I can see him going to to Qatar perhaps or you know maybe Saudi or even the MLS if if the, the finances allow it. So I think it all depends on Ronaldo. And I think if he decides that he wants that Champions League football, that legacy to try and beat Messi's goal-scoring record in that competition or whatever it might be, then that's what he's going to do. But apart from that, and if that stance has changed and if he is accepting the commercial side of things now, I think I can see him you know, somewhere in the Middle East or, or somewhere in America, Sam. So it's a good point that you yeah. make. Yeah, it was quite clever, though, in the summer. If you remember, he never actually officially come out and said he wanted to leave and wanted to get another club. Um, he never come out and said that on social media, anything. It, it was, it, it, I think he fed it through his agents, and then he had that yeah. liability to come out at the end of it. And if he didn't get a club, he'd come out, he'd come out and then he said, I've mm. never said anything official, you know, kept his hands clean with United fans. So mm. he was quite clever in summer by not officially saying, everyone knew he wanted to leave, but yeah. he, nev- he yeah. never officially come out and said it. So yeah. he was quite clever in summer, but now nah, obviously he's gone in like a bull in a china shop. Come. No, he played it well. He played it well in the summer and I completely agree. Obviously, it's, it's, it's obvious to all of us that he did want to leave. Otherwise, why would you have Ferguson, Richard Arnold, Ten Hag all turning up at training grounds, have crisis talks with him? But he has got that, that that out there where he can say, you know, I didn't, I never said I wanted to leave. I didn't want to leave. But now after the Piers Morgan interview, you're quite right. He's made it quite clear, and, and there was no way back. And again, it, it just depends on Cristiano Ronaldo now. But from Manchester United side of things, Manchester United fans must be buzzing because in the last 48 hours, you know, a dressing room cancer's gone, and it looks like the the bane of their life for 15 years is following them out the door. So. It seems like a Manchester United fan's dream come true. Skin, yeah. you are a United fan. Would you say that? It's hard to disagree, mate. It's it's good for both parties for the contract to be terminated. The official stance was that it was mutually agreed. So there's clearly been some kind of conversations after that interview came out of, of what was said. It it works for, for both parties. In terms of where he goes, I'm not really sure. I mentioned to you earlier in the group chat that he was, when he signed initially, he was on nearly £800,000 a week as a basic salary. Him, alongside the rest of the team, took a 25% pay cut when they failed to qualify for the Champions League. And it seems, you know, he still sees himself as a top tier player despite being 35 years of age. He still sees himself as someone that can contribute to a top team in, in the biggest competitions like the Champions League. But who can afford that kind of money? I initially thought Chelsea because he was heavily linked with them in the summer. I can't see them being in a position to to offer that kind of money. But then they have since got a new owner. They are struggling for an out-and-out striker. So maybe they do to take that risk to help Potter and Chelsea as a whole get back on track after their recent form. Man City, again, almost went there in the summer. They're a team that could potentially afford him. But they've got Haaland. They've got players like Foden up there as well that are really performing. Do they need him? No. You know, 
so so who comes in for him? I saw a report this morning. I'm not sure how reliable the source was, but had um, an unnamed team from Saudi Arabia, whether it was the same one from the summer, um, and Newcastle be on, yeah. as as leading teams uh, f- for his for his signature. And both clubs could afford to pay him what he was on initially at United, but I'm not sure how Newcastle would fall under that under the FIFA fair play rules. I'm not sure if they're in a position where they could officially you know, pay a player that much money. So he is not I, with I Newcastle. I think no, they could. I think they could because Mike Ashley, I think the way that the financial fair play works is there's profit, profit and loss per season, I think. And on the build-up to the Saudis taking over, I think Newcastle have probably got a lot more free reign to do uh, big financial deals than a lot of other clubs because of their record in previous seasons. So yeah. I think they could, but it's whether Eddie Howe would want to based on what's happening so far this season. And also, yeah. just before you do jump back indoors, and I think the team in Saudi Arabia that were interested before was Al-Halal. Whether it's yeah. those that are interested again, I'm not sure. But just to sort of confirm that one, I think it was Al-Halal. Yeah, and and again, time will tell. We've spoke about the shitbag timing of him releasing that interview just before he went to the World Cup. You would assume that his priorities would sit with what's going on with Portugal in Qatar and it will be his agents doing the work in the back end to see who's interested, who could afford him, and all that other kind of stuff. But gun to my head, if you told me to make a prediction, I, I will stick with Chelsea based on the fact that they are struggling for that out-and-out striker and, and they've had links before and, and they need to turn their season around. So, yeah, I, I can't see him in MLS. I can't see him going to a Saudi Arabia. So uh, I'll, I'll go with Chelsea as my pick for now. But, yeah, point. Uh, to your point as well, what you've just said there about, about Portugal, I kind of feel for them as well because they're, all they're doing at the minute is answering questions about Ronaldo. Every time Bruno is up on, you know, podium answering questions, it's all about Ronaldo. It's the last thing they want to be doing. It's so disruptive to that Portuguese team and I do uh, do kind of feel for them. I mean, not too much because I hope it does just kind of throw them off, but it's, it's the last thing you want as a player and it? it's a big distraction like that. Big distraction you don't need going into the World Cup. Speaking of which, we'll move on to England playing on Friday. Of course, Ronaldo plays on Thursday, concludes uh, Group H's first round of fixtures. England getting underway with their second round of fixtures on Friday evening against the United States. And I suppose the big question and the big talking point at the moment, we spoke about it on the review show about sticking with the same 11. It might not even be possible now looking at the situation surrounding Harry Kane. So the question I've got, first of all, I'll come to you, Kemp, about it. Harry Kane, if he's touch and go towards playing and there's an opportunity for us to go up against USA and maybe rest him do you take that chance of resting him and start Marcus Rashford or Wilson for me Marcus Rashford I think the he scored what with his third touch the other day and you know Callum Wilson probably could have had a decent you know opportunity himself but he decided to square the ball and and, and God bless him for doing so I think Marcus Rashford's the more I think he's the safer bet he has got more experience at tournament football he has got more experience playing for England, and I do think his pace off the last man really will suit, you know, the the, the way that we're we're going to try and play. I think it's going to be a tough test. I don't think the USA are going to roll over quite as le- easily as Iran did. I do still expect us to to get the result, but I do think Marcus Rashford over Callum Wilson will help help us get that result. If they've Harry got the commenters as well, haven't they? They didn't win the first game, so they've got say someone like a Rashford. It's, it could be prime for them pushing up, trying to get a win against us. Works in our favour. Yeah. Works in our favour big time. If they're if they're playing a high line, they're playing a press. You know, Marcus Rashford's probably much better than Harry Kane at beating that sort of system. So, yeah, I would be positive if he started Rashford, but it is Southgate, so he could probably start Phil Jones. 
I meant more of if even if Harry Kane's fit to go, do you see that as like a, an opportunity no. to maybe rest him? No, he's definitely Absolutely. start with Kane. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a short answer to that. If Kane's fit, Kane plays. Simple yeah. as that. Agreed. Agreed. I think if if anybody who's in the starting eleven against Iran is fit, every single one of them needs to play. It's like I said in the previous podcast. You can't change a side that's just played brilliant football and won six two. You know, despite the opposition and make make of Iran what you will. It was still a great performance, and and you can't look at a player in the eye and say you didn't perform well enough. So I'm taking you off for the next game when we've just won six two. Yeah, it's it's a World Cup at the end of the day. It's a second second group game. You can't get cute at this stage thinking, oh, I can afford to rest it. It's only USA. If Kane's fit, it plays. I must say, I did catch an interview just before we, we signed on to here. It was with Connor Cody. And he did say that he has recovered well, and he expects him to play. That's what that's what Connor Cody says. And the interviewer kind of pushed seemed him. Seemed a that. bit sheepish, though, didn't he? He, he did, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It kind of said it, and then I think the interviewer like pushed him on it and said, "Oh, right, are you?" Is like trying to confirm he's going to start, and he kind of backed off a bit. But from what he said, it sounded quite confident that he's going to play. So you know, I think he will. I think he will end up starting. Um, but as Kemp said, I think Rashford up top would probably be the best option. Tournament, having that experience in tournament football at the minute, if if your players are roughly on a par, but you've got one player that has that, it's a no-brainer. Go with that guy because it's um, it's worth its weight in gold in these competitions. I think regardless, right. that you've got to <laughs> you've got to be beating the USA regardless of who goes up top. So I yeah, hope it's Kane. If it's Rashford, it's Rashford, and I, and that's what I would prefer to to Callum Wilson. But even if it's Callum Wilson, you know Southgate lives and dies by that decision, and we've 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 got to win Dawson anyway. Yeah, completely agree. I'd I'd prefer Rashford, based on everything that's been said. USA, you would expect to be more attacking. They won't set up with such a defensive approach as Iran did because they've got to win after that late equaliser against Wales the other day or from Wales the other day. It it's just if Kane's fit. He plays. If he's ninety percent, I think he still plays. Um, something I saw earlier, and I didn't realise that this was the case because I'm not. I didn't watch the Nations League or, or well, I didn't watch huge chunks of it anyway. Was that uh, Marcus Rashford's goals? They were his first touches in an England shirt since uh, the Euros final when he missed That's the penalty. Right. So that must have done absolutely wonders for his confidence. He's been playing well for United under Ten Hag as well. So I think. In terms of where Rashford's mindsets are, what that goal would have done for him mentally as well, he, he's got to be the player to start on Friday. Should Kane be in a position where he can't start for whatever reason? I suppose on the reverse side of what I just mentioned about Kane, you've also got to take into account that this does seem to be like with any World Cup. There's a couple of underdogs in there that are performing quite well, and so far we've seen Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, Japan beat Germany. It's not out of the question that we are still going to have to take the game to USA. Like you said, Kemp, that the fact that they're going to take the game to us, that they've got to win, they drew against Wales. For us, it's a case of effectively winning you through, isn't it? I said that, you fucker. I thought it was Kemp that said it. <laughs> no, Sam, Sam said it, to be fair, and I did agree. But you are absolutely right, and so is Sam. Sam's always right, but on this occasion, <laughs> Ag, you're right as well. Sam's never fucking right. Whoa, 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 Jesus. But, yeah, we'll uh, we'll save that for another time. But yeah, absolutely not. Sam is never right. That is why is true. the curse is well-renowned and well-feared 
by everyone across the world. If Sam states something is going to happen in sport, bet on the other thing. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Up, up, coming up, obviously, we've got uh, got some tips coming up for the preview show. Um, so essentially, whatever I say, just, just back against it, and you'll be uh, you'll not go far wrong. Like the Chael Sonnen of loaded sport. <laughs> Saying that there's a goal in it for Costa Rica and Spain win 5 0, prime example. On to game yeah. of the week then. Uh, Skin, we'll start with yourself. Any game from Friday, Saturday, or Sunday that you consider to be a, a very, very big game? Well, I'm glad that you've you've come to me first because I, I, I feel like I'm going to go with the obvious one. So I'll very quickly say what I had as the, the backup just in case. But I had Portugal versus Uruguay as, as my backup choice for Monday night. I think that'll be a really, really good game. Obviously, spotlight on Ronaldo. Uh, Uruguay expect to do pretty well with the team they've put together. That should be a very, very good game to watch for the neutral. But game of the weekend's got to be England-USA, ain't it, on Friday night? It's it's the test. USA are by no means a top, top team. Can't you, you know, your, your slating of Southgate has always been about how he's done against the big teams. But I think after the positive performance against Iran after some of the other big teams poor performances Germany earlier against Japan Argentina yesterday against Saudi Arabia Netherlands who a lot of people fancy as a dark horse you know struggling to scrape past Senegal and left it late to win 2-0 I think this is a real test of if England can and will go far in this tournament if they play with the same positivity in that final third that same flair that same sort of freedom that they had against Iran I do expect a, a, at least a two-goal win, to be honest. I think this could quite easily be, you know, a 2-0, 3-0, 3-1, maybe USA grabbing one like Panama, uh, sorry, not Panama, Iran did. So that, for me, is, is the game of the week because there's a lot of on the line for, you know, Southgate and, and the England camp and can really, really push them on going into that last game against Wales on Tuesday and, and then hopefully with a win into the group stages, uh, sorry, into the knockouts as well. Well, I'm going to surprise you, Ian. Sorry about this. I'm, I'm just going to jump in right now. Yeah. Uh, my game of the week wasn't actually going to be England, and I'd not even thought about saying England. I don't know why. But my game of the week was actually a weekend was actually going to be Argentina-Mexico. And purely to the fact that Argentina have just lost against the Saudis. Yeah. Mexico drew the opening game, did they? What, what was the score? Yeah, it was 0-0. No, 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 Lewandowski penalty, yeah. Yeah, so that game, it's uh, it's all to play for for both teams. If if Mexico can do um they do a job on on Argentina, I think they're out, aren't they? Uh, or as good as so, I uh, got to pick that really for my game of the week. I followed a similar sort of theme with that. I've gone with uh, Spain Germany, same sort of mm, theme of sense. one of the bigger sides have lost. They've got to win, but for Germany, it's against Spain, a side that are just absolutely dominant throughout the entire of the field, and they've proven that. Um, in the opening game against Costa Rica. So I've gone for Spain against Germany. Germany, again, they lose. They're effectively out and they won't make it out of the group stage. Just imagine that at the World Cup, there's no Germany and no Argentina making it through the group stage. Crazy. Then, then again, you get you get everyone jumping on again, wouldn't you? Saying, oh, here we go, England have got an easy route to final. So it's it's showing that this this is always going to happen in a World Cup. There's always going to be upsets. So when when we look back on 2018 and twenty you know 2020, even though it played in 2021, it doesn't matter what route you get. You've just got to beat the teams in front of you because it, it, this can happen every single tournament. Favourites can lose and then all of a sudden a, a, a path opens up for you. You've just got to take advantage of it. Didn't we see that in the quarterfinals we could face France? Is that correct? That's if, correct. If yeah, if, if, all, if all goes well. Slightly. And, yeah, if, we, if, if everyone wins the games they should win, it's it's us v France in quarters. But like I say, that's if everyone wins what they should do. And, going by track record of this World Cup so far that ain't going to happen there's probably going to be some upsets along the way 
Kemp, we'll move across to you for your game of the week. Sticking on the subject of France, I'm glad Sam's nicely segued us into that, Ooh, uh, nice. into that conversation. France and Denmark, it's going to be a really interesting fixture. I think Denmark would have probably wanted to get off to a better start. But in the past five games, Denmark have actually won three and France have won two. The last, last five games between the two teams. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. I can see France coming out as winners. I really hope not because as Sam's just mentioned, if everybody wins the games they're meant to win, and this is a game that France is probably meant to win, then then England will probably meet them in the quarterfinals, and I'm not that uh, not that um, confident about that fixture. But I think it's going to be a good game, and I think it's going to be a real test to see if this France side are are the, you know made of the same sort of minerals as they were in 2018, or if they they made of the same flimsy stuff as they were made in 2021. I think you just want in France to go out so that we've got an easier route to the final, and you've got another excuse for saying that Gareth Southgate should be no longer England manager. Well, surely that would mean that I would not have a leg to stand on, would it? Because if we get to quarterfinal and we lose, that's just backing my point that it can't beat big teams. No, if France are out is what I mean. Well, yeah, if France are out and then we play somebody like Denmark or something like that, then, you know, it's again, it's still not a ridiculously difficult fixture for Southgate. So, again, I don't think for me, in my opinion, and we've been through this, is that the tournament finish really is, is the main thing that I'm looking at main thing I'm looking at is if we do get France in the quarterfinals and beat them, you know, I, I'm going to have to eat every single word that I've spoke. I don't see it happening, but I will put my hands up and absolutely say that I'm wrong because that's the thing that he's not done yet. But going on to the USA and teams that you meant to beat and, and teams that you meant to get through without upsets, absolutely right, Sam, and everything that you've said, there have been a couple of upsets so far this tournament and that Still will always happen. Yeah. It will always happen. It, it absolutely will. But... Southgate, and this is where I've got to take my hat off to him, he has, for the most part, beaten the teams that he should have beaten in tournaments. So I can see us winning the group. I can see us winning it by nine points. And I don't think that'll change my mind much on him because, again, these are these are games that, that we should be winning. But let's get a good, confident win. Let's get, you know, two or three goals, like Dawson said, and let's get us in good stead against the Wales game because the Welsh are going to really be up for that. So let's get ready for that one. It's uh, interesting that we're going to win the group by nine points, considering there's only nine available. And uh, the no, USA no, we're going to get nine points. On one, but... No, I said oh, we're going okay. to get nine points. Well, you said yeah. you, we're going to win it by nine points. But anyway, yeah. I've got a quick question for you. We'll listen to that. We'll listen to that on the. Uh, <laughs> we'll listen to that when the podcast is released. But I'm pretty. Get it on Spotify. Get it on Spotify, mate. You'll have it. You'll have a wry smile At when you're listening sport. back. At loaded <laughs> yeah. So this is to future Kemp. It just. Think of that uh, wry smile that uh, you've got okay. on your face when you realise you said that we'll win it by nine points. But anyway, okay. quick question for you. So we've spoke about England. You know, everything's been documented. We've spent the last few years talking about it. So, you know, us as a group of friends are, are well adjusted to our our opinions on Southgate. But considering the likes of Germany, you know, lost earlier today, Argentina in that big shock against Saudi Arabia. Again, Netherlands struggled. There's only really France and Spain that have stood out in their performances mm-hmm. and their victories so far as the bigger team. So, Kent, my question is to you. Are you more impressed by England's performance and set-up when that's something you've slated in the past, considering the other results that have happened across the tournament so far? No. And the reason being is because two wrongs don't make a right. The fact that Argentina had a terrible performance, the fact that, you know, Germany had a terrible performance doesn't mean anything for England. You know, my my criticism isn't of Argentina. My criticism, I don't give a, I don't give a toss about other countries. I care about England. England are the team that I want to win the World Cup. So, yes, we had a good result and a good performance against Iran. We absolutely should have done. 
But at the same time, Argentina should have had a good result and a good performance, and so should have Germany. So that's more of on them than it is on us, in my opinion. Fair enough, I'll go fuck myself, Adam. I'll let you crack on, mate. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. We'll move on to lock of the week. Skin, I'm going to start with you on this one simply because last week you were the only one, I believe, that got all of your predictions on lock of the week correct. Nice. Fair play. I did. I did. I I got the football lock of the week correct, the NFL lock of the week correct, the NFL scorer uh, correct, and even the wild card correct, which was Lions to beat Giants. The only one that I didn't get was um, my football scorer, Macaulay Longstaff, to score for Notts County. And they had 25 shots on goal, drew nil-nil. So I don't really know what more I could have done in that. But yeah, it was a pretty good week for me in terms of what I predicted. Um, my luck of the week for football this weekend is going to be Ipswich at home to Buxton in the FA Cup on Sunday afternoon. Adam, I know you're, you've been affiliated and done quite a bit of work at Buxton in, in your radio work, so you'll know a bit more about the club and the team and their potential chances as I do. But Ipswich Homes form, uh, Ipswich home form, should I say, just one singular home form, not plural, and their and their performance in League One so far this season should see them through against a Buxton team, which from what I can see, haven't in the, been in the greatest form since they got through round one. So, yeah, I'm going to go Ipswich on Sunday at home to Buxton as my luck of the week for football. I think that's a fair, a fair bet. Like you said, I've, I've covered a bit of Buxton in the past and they got promoted into the National League North. Last year, they got to these, this same stage in the FA Cup and lost to Morecambe. So I think it's a safe bet to say that whilst they're out of form, Ipswich will be able to uh, to beat them inside 90 minutes. Kemp, come across to you. Well, I'm going to be a bit more adventurous than that one because I think that's the safest lock of the week that you could ever go for, but that's why you call it a lock. <laughs> that's a lock. That's, a lock. Lock, of the week. that's a lot of lock. That's why that's you call it a lock. Yeah, I did, did say that before you jumped in, you prick. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Belgium against Morocco. They're playing on Sunday in the second game in Group F, I believe. I think Belgium, well, they'll just have too much for them. They've got the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, and, and superstars in that team uh, and I think they're going to have too much for Morocco and I think by that, is that point um, Is that Kevin De Bruyne when he's tested positive for coronavirus? Kevin De Bruyne? It's fine, you'll hear it back on, on the recording Is again. that two? Another one for future, Kev All I can say is how dare you go at Dawson for that is lock and then you come with Belgium to beat Morocco Come on Are you saying that Ipswich to beat Buxton is less likely than Belgium to beat Morocco after no, you've just talked point. about World Cup upsets. I think they're, I think they're both as likely as each other. Really? I, yeah, I think so. Really? I've got to agree with Sam on this one. Yeah, Belgium to beat Morocco right, is just going to be straightforward, isn't it? I, I think right, so. Okay, well, I'll tell you what then. I'm going to go Qatar at home against Senegal, and you can all fuck off. <laughs> there we go. Save that for the wild card, mate. Come on. Sam, welcome to you for your uh, luck of the week. Oh, good Lord. Right, what have I gone for lock of the week? Oh, I have gone for Wales to beat Iran. Um, pretty self-explanatory. I think Iran, so poor against uh, against us. Again, was it just us being that good or was it them being that bad or a bit of both? I don't think we'll know until the second game. So I'm going to go for that. Wales obviously got off to a draw against US, started really poorly, then grew into game, got that penalty. I think they're going to come out guns blazing in this second game and I think... I think they've got to be looking to put two or three against them at least. So, yeah, I'm going Wales to beat Iran. I'm going to go with uh, Kemp's game of the week, actually. I'm going to go with France against Denmark. But I've got France to beat Denmark on Saturday at, um, I believe it's the four o'clock game. It is the four o'clock game. France against Denmark. Um, It's a bold lock. 
It is, but I think France are just too too good of a side. Even with the injuries that they've had, they looked too, too good um, on Monday, I believe it was, that they played. They looked a very strong side. I think they were very confident moving forward. And I think despite the fact that I have doubted them in the past since they got them injuries, that they wouldn't get as far as the uh, the final. I think they've proven me wrong again and kind of said that they are going to be able to make it to the final. And it brings me on nicely to my goal scorer. I'm going to go with Olivier Giroud, who got two goals in the first game of the season. I think he's going to be the lock. You fucking bastard. He was my pig. I didn't even realise we were doing goal scorers, to be fair. Yeah, a team and a goal scorer. Um, I'm going to go with Olivier Giroud um, for France as they beat Denmark. I just want to quickly apologise as well. Earlier I mentioned that Spain had beat Costa Rica by five goals. Now, at the time of the recording, it was 5-0 to Spain. Uh, Spain are currently leading by seven goals to nil as it stands at the moment. Holy shit. With a few minutes left to go. We've scored twice in like two minutes. I've missed that. Wow. Yeah, wow, I, I was hoping we'd be high scorers at first round, but wow, fair play. England-Spain final incoming. Um, seeing as Sam didn't know we had to go for a goal scorer and Skin hasn't, I've stole Skin's goal scorer. We'll come to you for the next goal scorer, Kemp. Gareth Bale for me. Oh, <laughs> mate, I was just about to say well, that. Oh, my luck at week. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully Dawson approves of this one because everything else I've said tonight is shit on it. So Gareth Bale for me is going to be a, a pretty convincing win for Wales and I think Gareth Bale is going to probably grab a couple, to be fair, Adam. Fair enough. Skin? Right. Hey, I'm fucking struggling. He's done me. I'll tell you what. I will go off the back of Kemp's um, lock of the week and I will go Romelu Lukaku. Are you kidding me? Belgium. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm, jumping, I'm literally sat here jumping from fixture to fixture. <laughs> I'm thinking of who's going to score. And every have one you of managed you. to get all of ours ready to go and then we've said it? That's unreal. Oh, my I, goodness. I, yeah, I did want Zuru, but Adam went and took him off That's me. That's so, yeah, I'll, I'll go Lukaku for Belgium at home to Morocco. Well, not technically at home, but against Morocco on Sunday. Sam, right. do you keep talking to me no, a bit more? No, no, you're good, mate, you're good. So I'm just okay. flicking through them all now, and I'm just going to commit to one. It's going to be the Monday 4pm kickoff. It's Brazil-Switzerland. And I am going to go for the uh, the main man, Ganso. Neymar. <laughs> Ganso, my man. Changed his career for the better. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go Neymar for that one. He's, um, I don't really like him as a player, but especially at club level, he's always on his arse. But for Brazil, his goal-scoring record speaks for itself, so I'm going to, I'm going to back Neymar for that one. We move on now to the wild card of the week. Sam, we'll start with yours. Wild card of the weekend, I am going for Ecuador. Now, I'm being a bit cheeky because I've said Ecuador to get at least a point against Holland, so I don't know if you're going to give me that one or not. It's um. Oh, I'll let I'll let you decide if you're going to give me it or not. No, least... document it, mate. I I feel like that's that's fair for yeah. me anyway. If anyone disagrees, regardless, but... if you're back in Ecuador to get a point, Netherlands <laughs> will win seven. Is it? <laughs> just just back home win or away win on the uh, on the double chance, and you'll yeah. be guaranteed a winner. I've just got visions of someone with readers on, just listening to this podcast with, with pen and paper in, and just going against everything I'm saying, just making a note and. Big old Acker. That should make you Whoever fair. that is is in for a very lucrative weekend. Yeah, so that's my pick. So Ecuador to get at least a point against Holland. Nice one, Kemp. Now, on paper, this would usually be a wild card. But I'm going to see what you boys think. I'm going to go Mexico against Argentina. I think they're going to win. Ooh, that's no. Yeah, so definitely. Can have it? Can have it? Now, yeah. the only reason I say that is because of Argentina's pathetic performance in their previous game. No, no, but not at all. On paper... On paper, Mexico, I think, against Argentina are obviously the underdogs. Um, and I think Mexico are going to get the win. 
That'd be unbelievable, by the way. Do you, do you think, just very quickly there, do you think their performance was pathetic? They were running right in the first shocking, half. Shocking, mate. Three shocking. goals. Absolutely yeah. shocking. Yeah, it's terrible. No excuse. Shocking, but... no, 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 no. There's no excuse for not putting the Two team Two very like good that. finishes for the goal. No. Yeah, shocking, no, it doesn't matter. Man. The defending for the second goal, especially, well, I'm just was asking. appalling. Just yeah. asking. No, I'm just giving, you, just giving you a fair answer. Absolutely shocking. First half... They had chance after chance. You've got you've got to get on side. That that one with Martinez's shoulder, fair enough. That could have gone either way for you know a split second in it. But that there were a couple where they were a mile offside and it, and they still went right keeper and put it in. And you're just thinking, come on, uh, you, you take your chances while while they're there. And the chances obviously dried up in in first half and second half they were absolutely abysmal. They just could not break down that Saudi wall. So now they were terrible. Yeah. Ag, what's your uh, what's your wild card for for the upcoming weekend? It was Mexico to beat Argentina. Oh, um, but... can't be bastard! Yeah, Woo-hoo! shut your fucking mouth, mate. Woo-hoo! But um, <laughs> welcome to my world. I have had to move on, so I'm going to go with Iran to beat Come Wales. On. I think that. Um, okay. I think I would love that. Love it. Be nice. Love it for them. I don't think Wales did enough to really reach the potential that everyone even expected of them when they were playing USA. Yeah, they they played a bit better in the second half, but they, they got a, a penalty which they managed to convert with 10 minutes left to go to get a point against USA. I think Iran shown enough against England. USA Day! Yeah, them. I think Iran did enough against England to show that they'll probably be able to get a goal or two against Wales and I think go on to win it. Yeah, we scored six past them, but Iran was still creating chances. Maybe it's because we, we nodded off and got a bit complacent towards the end. But I think if you're creating some of those chances, Iran is still going to take the odd one or two, and I think they're going to beat Wales. Interesting. Skin? Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. I am going to go as late as I possibly can. We always class the weekend as Friday to Monday, whether it's domestic football or whatever. Yeah. And I'm going to go as late as I possibly can to claim my wild card pick, and that would be Uruguay to beat Portugal. Oh, no. that is not a wild card. Uh, do you think? Not a that. wild card. I, mate, I think I've got Uruguay winning group. Mate, Uruguay currently just under three to one on the better odds, and they are longer wow. odds than some of the picks that uh, that you've all picked. So, Sam, based on that, you fucked yourself up there because you've just literally said it's not a wild card, and then you've said you've had Uruguay to win group. I know, but so like on paper though, come on, on Uruguay yeah. are a strong team, I think. Uruguay are only, only just shorter odds than Iran to beat Wales, so I'm I'm claiming that as a wild card pick based on the uh, based on the bookmakers. But yeah, I think. Portugal lot have got a very very strong side and and, and again it's wild card for they a reason be because fair. it's not something I'm overly confident with. Portugal are the favourites, but again Uruguay very strong side. Their conditions we spoke about in the World Cup preview show as much that was you know leaning on the conditions maybe favouring teams based in South America. So I'm going to go with Uruguay Monday night as as my wild card of the weekend to beat Portugal. If I know my boy Mudge, he's going to be fuming with with that pick. I know. I think someone tipped Uruguay as a dark horse, didn't they? In the yeah, yeah. in the community, and I think he kicked off at that one. So he is not going to be a happy boy with that. Did you call him a dickhead? Well, I can only go <laughs> off of uh, off of what the bookies are saying. No, that's very surprising. If they're over three, you say around three to one. Uh, yeah, four. Uh, sorry, where where have they gone? Da, 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 Monday night, uh, Uruguay fourteen to five to beat Portugal. That's uh, crazy. Atlanta, sixteen to five. Ecuador to get a draw against Netherlands is thirteen to five. So that's even shorter than my wild card pick. So yeah, if if you fancy that, 
I do. Um, I do fancy that. I think uh, we can see that. I fancy you, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll end oh, on, on that one. There we go. Um, Thanksgiving football in the NFL, and we'll be talking about that amongst others and looking towards lock of the week in just a few moments' time on Loaded Sport. Welcome back to episode seven of Loaded Sport. We're now going to look towards the NFL. It's Thanksgiving football once again on Thursday with three games Ooh. taking place. 5.30, we've got the Bills at Lions. 9.30, Giants at Cowboys. And at 1.20 a.m., Patriots against Vikings. I know some of us have a tendency to try and stay up for some of these late games when our team's taking part. Skin, will you be doing the same? No. <laughs> nice one. Thanks for that. Uh, Kemp, no, mate. I've, I've got work. I've, I've got work on the Friday, so no, I won't be staying up till four o'clock in the morning to watch that game. But I've got to, I've got something to say about it in a little bit. But we'll save it for the appropriate time because I'll I'll be bringing them up um, in one of our segments later on. I won't spoil it just yet. That's fair. Um, we'll start with game of the week then across um, the four of us. We'll start with Sam. We'll start with yourself. Game of the week for you. Game of the week. Uh, okay, so I am being a little bit got my Packers blinkers on here, and I'm going to go for the Packers at the Eagles. Uh, nine and one Eagles against my seven. Sorry, I wish I were four. Seven and four, four and seven Packers. Um, I have got a funny feeling. I've got one of them funny feelings where we've got absolutely no right to go into. Is it Lincoln Financial? Got no right to go in there and get any kind of result. And I think, like we did against the Cowboys. We, uh, I think we'll come away with a bit of a cheeky result there. Um, it's just typical, though, isn't it? Because we beat the... I mean, I think I mentioned it on last podcast. We beat the Cowboys and we went in and lost at Titans. So it's like flipper of coin wheels at the minute. It's, are we going to turn up or not? Uh, and if I think we might just turn up. I've got no reason why we're going to win. But I just, I've got, I'm just going for it. I think Packers will win at the Eagles. Fair enough. The week. I'm glad you've mentioned the Packers because it brings me on nicely to a question I've got for you. Um, I've got Aaron Rodgers in our fantasy football and I've seen a lot of you slating him and, and mm. I think your patience is about adding enough of him. Where do yeah. you think the Packers would and should go from with Rodgers from the end of this season? Well, it's funny you say that because I've actually got one of my notes here and I did forget to read it out, but a lot of Packer fans have been calling for Rodgers to be placed on IR and essentially rule his season out because this thumb... Uh, we we don't know how bad it is. We've heard multiple rumours that apparently he's broke it. Apparently it's just a sprain. So no one quite knows. He's never really come out and said what's wrong with it. So there's a lot of Pack fans just saying, well, that's it then. Get him onto IR. He's not playing right. We'll you know run these last couple of games with Jordan Love and let's just see what we've got with Jordan Love. We put him in a competitive environment. There's a how many games we lost? Seven games. There is obviously a slim, slim outside chance we could win out and potentially make a, you know, a seventh place wild card. And if Jordan Love did manage to do that, we'd know we'd, we've got something with him, and we're never going to know unless he's playing. So I think now's possibly a perfect time to potentially put Rogers on IR and just see what we've got with Love. I suppose that's fair. You look at the NFC, and it's not too competitive with high scoring teams obviously apart from the NFC East where you've got the Eagles 9 and 1 Cowboys and Giants on 7 and 3 
you've been on yep. four and seven, like you say, you're not too many wins away from being able to turn that around. It's not like you're in a dangerous position of completely missing out on the playoffs if you can find that form. And Watson's turned up at the right time to try and help that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think now who is claiming the current wild cards. I think looking at it, I think there's three, isn't they? So I'm looking now, I think it's gonna be Cowboys, as it stands, obviously. It's Cowboys at seven and three, Giants at seven and three. And I think it's your boys next on Six and uh, four, yeah. Six and they're, four. They're leading the division, aren't they? No, 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 no. Nine are the third team. Yeah, so obviously we need to get to six wins and we're four. So we're two, we're two wins out. We're two wins out of tying that bottom place. So it's, you know, not completely out of the equation. But if if I'm being completely honest, I would be quite tempted to check, put in Jordan Love. This this season's not going to mean a deal for us, I don't think. Even if we did win out, I can't. I really can't see us doing anything in playoffs. We may as well just see what we've got in Love and just looked at future. I've heard rumours again that we're looking at potentially putting a trade package together for Rogers because he's is costing that much further. That the more seasons go on, the higher is. Um, it's going to impact our salary cap. It's it goes it goes ridiculous further further down the line. Retiring would be the worst thing for us because it obviously it would, would still be paying him about three years down the line after retirement and is no longer on the team. So you know, crazy. So getting some kind of down payment for him in the summer might be the uh, best best thing for us. Really, it's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt us no matter what. As soon as he's off our books, we're going to be paying him for about another two years. But if we can get him off our books and, you know, just take the hit for one season, I think we'll be better off in the long run. Are realistically uh, going to look at him, though, and think that they can, they'll trade for him? I mean, he's not proven much this year. I know he's previously an MVP winner two years in a row. He's yeah. Who, who's going to put that sort of money together to say, yeah, we'll, we'll pay him and we'll take him off your hands? I mean, you look around, potentially Jets. Potentially Jets, obviously, Washington hands with Wilson. Um, you look at maybe Commanders. They're not in a great QB situation. There are options around the league. There's, you know, it's uh, it's a QB league, isn't it? And he's when he when he's fit, he's still one of a top five QB. So I think there will be teams that will pay us for him. It's just I don't think we'll quite command that package that we would have got off of uh, Denver in the summer. I think I think we should have probably took that. Looking back at it, the haul you got from it for Wilson, I think we'd have uh, would have definitely got that for Rogers. You know, the reigning MVP, Vegas baby. Vegas, I can't see that. Can't see that. There's rumours that they're planning on moving on from Carr at the end of the season, so why not get Rogers and uh, Adams back together? We've seen what it can do there. Um, Kemp, we'll move on to you with your game of the week. I'm going to go Jags-Ravens. I think that's going to be a really interesting game. Jags are up for it more often than not, and even when they've lost, it's it's been a shootout at times, and the Ravens are free-scoring, free-flowing. Jackson, Lamar Jackson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion, despite some other controversial opinions in, in our group. <laughs> but, <laughs> to be fair, I meant Tina as well. But <laughs> yeah, you, you are up, right up there. But yeah, shout out to my boy Liam. I think that's going to be a really interesting game. I think Ravens will come out on top, but I think it's going to be a shootout and a high scoring game, which is what we love. Honestly, if, if I had to look at the entire schedule for this coming weekend, I would legitimately put that game is the worst game I would not want to watch. Not, I am honestly not kidding. Really? I, will, I think that game is going to be an absolute shit show. Why yeah, do you think that? Well, look at Ravens' last game against Panthers. Panthers are shocking. What did they finish? We're at 13-3, and I think it was 3-3 up until fourth quarter. Mm. I, I, I don't think... I can't see that game being very good at all. But that's... To be fair, the reason, reason I mention it is because, you know, you look at the Jaguars' recent results and 
even though they've not won that many games. Put up 17 against the Chiefs, beat the Raiders 20, you know, 27 20, put up 17 against the Broncos, 17 against us, 27 against the Colts. So they, they know how to score touchdowns. They beat the Chargers 38 to 10. They know know how to score touchdowns and they know, you know, as long as everybody's firing, you know, on all cylinders and and the Ravens, you know, the amount of fantasy points Lamar Jackson's got for me this season is astronomical. So in my opinion, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Seeing as though you said it's not going to be an interesting (laughs) game, that means it will be an interesting game. (laughs) I've clinched it for you. You have. Thank you very much for backing me up there. You're welcome, sir. And Skin, you've seen the Jags like live this season, so would you back that up and say take Kemp's side and say, yeah, there's potential that, that could be a very big game, or are you very much on Sam's side for it? Sam's side. Nice. Fair I'm enough. stunned. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> and, wow. and I have no idea what you've just spoke about. I just heard you ask if I was on Sam's side or anyone else's side, so Sam's side. Um, no, I, I, I agree with Sam. I, I don't think it'll be up to much. Ravens had a awful game against the Panthers who you know that was my lock of the week but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the most entertaining game it's just who do you think is most likely to win yeah I, I think if Ravens get ahead early then it'll just be a run the clock down see you later um, kind of game Jaguars are, are the best when they're running the ball through ETN so again I think that'll be from the early games that'll be one of the, the earlier ones to finish so yeah I'm not expecting too much from that personally Brings us on nicely to your game of the week, though, doesn't it? It does, and I'm going to be a bit of a hypocrite with what I've just said there because my game of the week isn't... I haven't picked this based on entertainment value or best game for the neutral. I've, I've picked this one based on the consequences of what it does to the rest of the league based on the result. I've gone Cincinnati Bengals at Tennessee Titans. Uh, Bengals are currently 6-4 and four in the AFC. Tennessee are currently 7-3. and three. So this could have real implications to more so Bengals division in, in the AFC North, but the AFC as a whole um, in terms of keeping up with the currently do- dominant uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Bengals have won four out of the last five. Tennessee have won four out of the last five, but I do think this will be a low-scoring game. Titans so far this season are averaging under 20 points. They're also allowing an average of under 20 points as well. They're averaging below 200 um passing yards and you know Bengals are averaging less than 100 rushing yards as well so it's not going to be the most entertaining game I think it will be low scoring but in terms of game of the week and and league implications that for me has has the most on the line so yeah Bengals at Tennessee is my uh, game of the week for week 12. What about yourself, Aggie? Well, mine was Titans-Bengals because I felt that Titans could cause an upset and Bengals are set as uh, one of those teams that (laughs) would be expected to win on paper. But you say it's got loads of implications for the league. The game that I'm actually going to change it to is an NFC East game between the Cowboys and the Giants. Similar sort of... That was my backup, that. Yeah, both both seven and three in the NFC East. A win could really help catapult towards the Eagles. Yeah, like Sam said, that the Packers have that opportunity to kind of cause an upset against the Eagles. Who thought that Packers beating Eagles would be an upset? But the Cowboys and the Giants seven and three. Everyone seems to be confident that this is the Cowboys game, and I, I can't seem to see how people are so confident that the Cowboys are going to beat the Giants. I think it's going to be a very close game, and I could probably see the Giants edging it. To be fair, it's all about if they wish you'd get... edge me. Knew that were coming. Fucking yeah. knew it. <laughs> Every episode he says that. Um, the Giants. I'll keep saying it if you keep saying it. There we go then. Well, there's a deal. 
The Giants, I, I, <laughs> I personally think the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys. I think if they can get um, Saquon Barkley going, I think there's, there's no stopping them. And I know the Cowboys have now got Tony Pollard working as a dual threat and, and Zeke being able to, to get back to um, full fitness as well. But I, I think the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys. So I'm going to go with uh, that as my game of the week as well. I think it's going to be very close. But Kemp, I'm, I'm wanting to hear your thoughts on Giants against Cowboys being a Giants fan. You're pissed. I think you're absolutely... This is what I mean. So you think Cowboys are going to win? Oh, mate. Sam, get the butter kissed. Let's go. They are going to absolutely fucking hammer us. The performance that we put in the other day was atrocious. Terrible in every single way. We we couldn't get going on offence or defence and and we got ran over by a team that have been poor for the vast majority of the season. You then look at Pollard and the fact that three running, I think three running touchdowns conceded for us at the weekend. And then, Vicky. You've, got, and then you've got, and then you've got Pollard and Zeke. Yes, but no, but um, I, I think it's going to be a, a bit of a dominant win for the Cowboys. Unfortunately, Adam, I hope you're right. I really do. But I just personally can't see it. I think it's a good shout out for game of week though, to be fair. Two, seven and three teams. That's uh, it's not a bad shout. Yeah, all. I don't think it's a bad shout. I just think I think we'll be pathetic, to be honest. <laughs> and I, I think it'll be a bit one sided, which is why I didn't put it forward as game of the week, because I like game of the weeks to be quite a competitive and I don't think that game will be, quite honestly. But I hope I'm wrong. Mate, at the end of the day, you're seven and three this far into 10 you know oh, 11 weeks into the season yes i said it in the review show i'm not grumbling i'm doing we're doing so much better than i thought we would be but in the game against the lions we were really bad and we're playing against the cowboys now and the cowboys beat us earlier on in the season when we were on fire so like, i can only see one winner and i think we're going to tail off a little bit towards the end of the season i don't think we've quite got enough steam left to to get us over the line but We'll see. It's going to be an interesting game. And Adam, like I say, I hope you're right, sir. Me I'm too. I'm just very quickly going to jump in, if that's okay. Because, Kemp, I've given you a lot of shit over this last hour or so. So I am going to back you up on this one. And Cowboys to beat Giants is currently my backup lock of the week should someone take my first choice. So I thought, look, I've given you shit. It's only fair that I back you up as well. Um, so, yeah, just thought I'd get that in there very quickly. Sorry, Appreciate Adam. that. That's a, very cool. novel, that's a very novel feeling, and I'm uh, going to take that away with me now. Thank you. Yeah, cherish it, mate. It doesn't happen very often. Thank you. I will. Okay, we'll move on to uh, to lock of the week. We'll start this time with you, Skin. Yes, I am going to go because, again, it is lock of the week, the win and the lock that you are most confident in, and that is the Miami Dolphins to beat the Houston Texans. Like Miami it. are very doing very, very well. They're currently seven and three this time last year. I think they had two, maybe three wins. So massive turnaround with what they've done in the offseason, both on the field and off field as well. Houston are a dead team currently sitting with the first overall pick. They've got to be looking at who the best quarterback prospect is coming out of college, uh, ready to join them next year. So yeah, my luck of the week this week is Miami Dolphins to beat the Houston Texans. Sam, Who's your first ever lock mm. of the week? First ever. You know what? I flirted. I flirted with a couple. Um, I wish you'd flirt with me. Fucking flirt with me. Oh. <laughs> I do, boys. I do, boys. Are you kidding? Uh, yeah, true. I flirted with. I flirted with Bears Jets. I was going to give it Bears, but I didn't know what fields were looking like. I was going to give it the Lions. Sorry, the Bills like to beat the Lions, but again, the Lions have been a bit, a bit of a you know iffy team to back against. So I finally settled on. The Chiefs to beat the Rams. Now, You're going to steal mine. Yeah, mine as well. <laughs> last year, that would have been an absolute 
two Apex teams going at it. You probably won't want it involved anywhere near your your locks of the week. It could have gone either way, but this season Rams are just so poor. Um, Holmes is playing at an MVP level, so I think, and uh, even though it's at wait, where's it at? Is it at Chiefs as well? If it's at I think Chiefs it's in LA. Oh, oh right, okay. Then I've been saying it wrong. Then I've been saying uh, Eagles are at home uh, against it's Packers. Not, it's uh, it's at the Chiefs. Oh no, yeah. I've been saying it right yeah. then. Pretty sure it's at the Chiefs. That's it then. So yeah, in in Arrowhead, I, th- I think they'll have uh, no one's having much prob- problems there. So I'm going locking in the Chiefs to beat the Rams. Kemp. Well, seeing as though mine got stolen from me, but to be fair, <laughs> it's Sam's first lock of the week, so we'll 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 concede that one. I'm going to re- refer to my previous point and the Dallas Cowboys beating the New York Giants. They'll have too much for us on both sides of the ball, and I, and I think they're going to come away with a comfortable win. So the Dallas Cowboys beating the New York Giants. We should uh, we should back all these, shouldn't we? Every week we should uh, do a little bit of a syndicate wherever we're locking in. Just chuck in. I did. Skin does. Oh dear. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, chuck a quid on all picks football and NFL. Um, Sam, just very quickly, Kemp's fuming at you there for stealing. I know. His pig. In what what time do you think you were more mischievous? Okay. Was oh, it? This shut up. Shut the fuck up. I know what's already coming. If you mention my bare fucking feet on this, uh, on this stream. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Bare feet on windows are not going to be mentioned. Right, the question again is at what point were you more mischievous? Is it A, stealing Kemp's lock of the week? Okay, I don't think that's mischievous, but... Is it B, dropping the worst farts known to man <laughs> in, in a crowded O2 when we went to watch the Killers about 10, 12 years ago? That was quite mischievous. I'm also mad. Or is it C, to be, be presented without further context, have a good horse? Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. No more context will be given. Well, it's not option A, is it? Let's be honest. It's, it's, it's definitely not option A. Um, I mean, it's probably not option B. You've, you've absolutely buried me with that one. So, yeah, it's going to have to be option C, and we will say no more on the matter. Yeah, Aggie, what's your uh, luck of the week, mate? And my luck of the week is, as Sam just kind of briefly mentioned, Bills to beat Lions. I know he said that the Lions have that sort of way about them where they can maybe cause a bit of an upset, but I think the Bills are just going to be too strong. They started slow against the Browns, uh, turned it into second gear, and then ju- just went on and, and, and beat them. Before that, two defeats. I think the Bills are hungry to regain first place, and whilst the Chiefs are currently in the driving seat for that, and I think they're going to go on and, and claim first place in the AFC, the Bills are going to do absolutely everything they can to stop them. They were people's favourites before the season started, and I think they're just going to be too strong for a Lions side that are too inexperienced to deal with with Diggs and Davis as your two wide receivers and Allen, the person to throw at them. So I'm going with the, the Bills to beat the Lions as my lock of the week. In terms of touchdown scorer, I've gone with Miles Sanders for the Eagles against Green Bay. Um, I think Green Bay, I, th- I think for the Eagles, um, Jalen Hurts has been doing a fantastic job and he's been turning it into running yards as well. Miles Sanders kind of suffered from that. But I think given the opportunity, Sanders is going to really take it to Green Bay and, and get a touchdown for the Eagles, uh, skin. We've got, a, we've got a pretty, we've got a pretty poor run game. I must admit there. Yeah, it's it's a good, it's a good call. I think that. Thank you, skin. I am going to go with your boy Kenneth Walker yes. for the Seattle Seahawks to score Kenny against the Las Vegas Raiders this weekend. He has been fantastic since he started being the RB one for Seahawks. Seahawks well documented the positive season they're having. 
Las Vegas well documented the not so positive season they're having and they're currently ranked 30th for run defense as well so I think Kenneth Walker has got a very good chance of getting on the scoreboard in that five past nine game on Sunday evening Kemp who's your lock of the week mate for the touchdown scorer going to be a hat-trick for me tonight. All three of my predictions, locks, game of the week and touchdown scorer is going to be from the Cowboys and the Giants game. And it's going to be Pollard. Like I say, our run defence last week was pathetic. So I'm going to go Pollard as lock of the week for touchdown scorer. Fair enough. I've just done that for a minute. Is that everyone? Nope, yes, I've not done mine. Sound. What do you mean, yes? I've not done mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about what I'm going to fuck with Sen Shala. Sat here eagerly anticipating, waiting to be asked. It's blue straight up behind me. Jesus right, Christ. What's, right, what's worse? Sam, another multiple choice question. <laughs> you mean, honestly. A or B? Is it A, have a good horse, presented without further context? No, you, you, need, to, you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you need to fucking stop. Cut this. Or, cut this. Or is cut it, this. No, don't fucking cut it. You wanted the fucking shit in, don't cut it. I'm presenting without further context. Or is it B, Ag zoning out and just stroking his helmet while we were all presenting <laughs> our touchdown scorers then? Yeah, B. I'm going B. Of course <laughs> you are. Right. He's got I'll fucking no right. <laughs> I'll take that into the next. Who was it that said yes? Yeah. Right, so Dawson, he's just as bad. He said, "Yeah, that's it." Right, anyway, right, I'm I'm going for my touchdown score of the week. You've been? No, I haven't. <laughs> you have. We quit. We quit out the recording. We quit oh, out the release. God, oh my God, what's going on? Austin Eckler versus the Cards. Go and fuck the yeah. lot of you. Austin <laughs> Eckler. <laughs> you why? <laughs> go on, Eckler in my fantasy team. I'm ten and one. Let's go. We'll move on to the wild card predictions Stop then from the NFL. <laughs> move on to the wild card predictions for the <laughs> NFL. Kent, we're going to start with you. <laughs> Fucking stop laughing now. Oh, right, I'm, I'm good. Move on. Well, what, you, what do you want from me? Wild card. <laughs> it's like Please, for the love of God, there. give me the wild card Why? prediction that you've got. Wild card. Wild card. Let's give this fucking wild card and let's go. <laughs> Come on, we've got football soon. Hurry up. New England Patriots. Are you fucking pissed? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got that. 15 minutes saying no, I'm not no, fucking no, talking about that. They're not my wild card. Come... I just did it to wind you Brilliant. up. Brilliant. Love fucking that. Hell. I just did it to wind you up. I am going to back um, Sam's boys, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, my fucking big, God. I literally big, said big at the top of the so, fucking stream. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry, but I'm going to go Green Bay Packers. I think That's, that's sickening. I think they could get it. I think the Eagles could 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 slide. So they're my wild card for this week. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll come across to you then. We'll come across to you. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Because I heard you say that was mine. So I'm going to claim it because I spent the last 15 minutes not talking about it, saying that it will. I'll talk about it at the right time. And that time is now because my wild card pick for recognize record fucking nice the fact that my New England Patriots are going to go into Minnesota on Thanksgiving Thursday in that late game and they are going to win and give Minnesota oh. their second loss in a row and put them to eight and three Patriots are going to set up it's not going to be an exciting game it is as I've been saying for the last two years with Matt Jones at quarterback it is going to be an efficient game that defense is going to choke Kirk Cousins, and he is going to choke again when the cameras are on and the lights are brightest. And the me. New England Patriots are going to return to Boston with yet another win. Let's choke go. Me, oh. Oh. 
Fair I'm, fume, so I'm still fuming at Kem, honestly. I can't believe it's tough Packers. Because I mentioned it when I said it was my game of the week. I said, I'm having Packers to win and all. That would have been an upset. <laughs> so, oh, God. I'm spitting feathers with that one. Blame Ag for not coming to you first. I know. Thanks it's always a lot, my Ag. fucking fault. Fucking thanks a lot, Ag. Right, I'll come across to you now. What's your wild yeah, card? Yeah, you've come to you last. <laughs> yeah. Let's come to you last. Now <laughs> you've fucking picks being taken. Shit up. Let's come to you now, Sam. You know what? Well, what we, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. What we're doing? <laughs> wild card. Wild card. Wild card. Right. Wild card. You know what? I'm going Browns to beat Bucks. Sure, Ooh. that'll be fucking rat pipe. <laughs> What's it? What's a rat pipe? No, no further. I'm, I'm, I'm going for Browns to beat the Bucks. I think uh, my boy in fantasy, number one back. I don't think he's a number one back actually anymore, but um, Chubb. I think he's in non-PPR leagues, isn't he? Not sure. I think he is. Sure. I think Eckler is in PPR leagues, but Chubb is in none. Yeah, so that's uh, I've had to manoeuvre because it was going to be the Packers to beat the Eagles, as I said at the top of the stream, but Kemp so graciously took that one. So yes, I'll move to the the Browns to beat the Bucks. Fair enough. I've moved on from um, the Patriots to win. I've gone for Panthers over Broncos. I'm hoping you're going to count that one because Jesus. Yeah, that's that's still wild card, mate. It's still. It's about as wild as it gets, that one. Well, they've had Walker, they've had Baker, and now they've confirmed that Sam Donald's going to be playing this weekend. So there's a chance for oh him to God. go out there and improve what he can do. And I Fancy think, it. yeah, I think Sam Howell not? next week. Well, there you go. Why not? Sam White. <laughs> oh, what a guy. Um, no, I think the Panthers are going to beat the Broncos. I think three and seven's a, a poor situation for the Broncos to be in. They've just got rid of Melvin Gordon. Obviously, that means more more chance for. I think Marlon Mack's their backup now as well. Remember Marlon Mack? Um, he's going to be the backup to uh, Latavius Murray yeah. as well. But I think the Panthers are going to cause a bit of an upset. Here. I didn't know if it'd count because the Panthers are three and eight, the Broncos are three and seven, and both teams are relatively shit. But I think the Panthers themselves are just going to turn it up and uh, and get a good win. And Sam Donald's going to prove himself in and amongst the uh, the argument for QB one in uh, in Carolina. So there we go. Hold on. Thank you very much. Um, that is all we've got for this week. Skin, I'll let you go through the social media channels. Well, if they're listening to this, mate, they've probably already found us. But anyway, if you want to listen to us, if you want to have a little um, interaction with our episodes, search for Loaded Sport on both Spotify and YouTube. Leave us the comments, leave us the reviews, leave us the ratings, good and bad. We want the feedback. We want to grow this. We want to do well. We're not mm. putting time and money into this just for the oh. sake of it. If we just wanted to chat, we yeah. do it in a PlayStation party. We're doing this because we want to grow yeah, it. Baby. If you want to find us on Facebook, mm. you just search again for Loaded Sport. If What's you want that? to be a part of our community, Loaded Sport That's on Facebook. One. If you want to be a part of our community forum, which is growing at a nice pace, it's only been going for just under a week now, but a lot of talk, especially with the World Cup on, a lot of interaction. So if you want to connect with people and get involved in a lot of sports chat, share your opinion and see what others are, search for Loaded Sport Community Forum. It is a private group. It is visible, however. That is a private group. It is visible, however. But we'll see the uh, we'll see the request to join them and we can approve accordingly. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Loaded Sport. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, it is at Loaded underscore Sport. Adam, that is everywhere where people can find us on the socials. We're all on there. We're all interacting. If you've got any feedback for us as well, like, like I said, let us know. We've refreshed the numbers this week compared to last week. We're growing at a nice pace. We're really pleasantly surprised at the numbers that we're, we're getting in terms of listeners, followers, streams, all that kind of stuff. And Shout out to you guys. Shout out to you guys. Adam, question to end this week. I think you've done a phenomenal job being back on yeah, host. Yeah, no, fair play. Let's get up for Ag, Ag on host because uh, I got demoted. 
Yeah, he, he got demoted. He was really sad because he was poorly one that, week. That but killed him. Yeah, it's, it's lit a <laughs> fire far under off. his anus. Lit a fire under his anus that he and needed in his, to get and in his heart. And in his heart, which a bit too much yesterday, but we'll, we'll leave that. But Adam, <laughs> I'm going to close this episode, mate, by asking you the question of the week. And that is, what's your technique for peeling your foreskin back? Good night, everybody. Bye.